This podcast has been adapted from our YouTube channel. To enjoy the full experience, head to YouTube and search fullboost.com.au and this podcast title. Welcome to Bench Talk number 40. It's nearly as old as me. Anyway, we are in stage four lockdown, which means I can't drive more than five kilometers from my house. Hello! I can't do anything. This, this is the instrument of your liberation. All I can do is go to essential services, like the bottle shop, and do some gambling, maybe some horse racing. I don't care what you call it, just get on the beers. Anyway, Jordi, where are you? I'm, uh, where are you? I'm, I don't know, what, 30 k's from here? We're having to do bench talk remotely. This is uh, ridiculous, but this is what Victoria lockdown's got to. We could be having some technical difficulties because, let's face it, I've never done this before, Jordi, so hopefully it turns out half all right and I haven't just completely balls up the uh, tech side of it. From the database studio to their home. Stage four, right? I can, uh, I've got a little bit of work I can do from home, but I have not left the house in two weeks and to say I'm losing my mind is an understatement and I've only got another four. That's assuming that Dan lets us out of our cages, so who knows? That's not appropriate. Mate, I live here and you try to lock me out of Wollywoodonga and Albury. How am I supposed to get to Centrelink? Jordi, you're used to living in lockdown. I mean, you're at home all the time. I haven't left the house in about seven years, so it's pretty business as usual for me, but I'm, even I'm losing the plot. It's just ridiculous. Can't even go to Bunnings, get a snag. It's wrecked. It's wrecked. We can't even take our cars for a drive. Oh, it, 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 is, it is crap. It's total crap. It's just wearing, wearing on people. I honestly had nothing to do the other day because I was on a, nothing to do, and I drove to the server and checked my tyres. That was a highlight of my day. You were talking about Dan Murphy's Alco Pops. I went to Dan Murphy's just to take the Lancer for a spin. That's it. On another note, we've just passed 350,000 subscribers on YouTube, so thanks for the support, guys. Hopefully, we'll get to 355,000 soon. In all honesty, I, couldn't care, I could not care less about the sub numbers. No, it, it actually doesn't mean as much as people probably think. Uh, no, no. And I don't do YouTube full time and I don't really want to do it full time. Mm. I like the other stuff I do. And I just don't want to put all my eggs in that one basket. I'm happy to do it and I enjoy it. Saying that, we, uh, we do appreciate people following us and uh, it helps us to do it. Because otherwise, what motivation have we got to keep, keep making these videos? Spe oh, yeah. Especially yeah. in stage oh. four lockdown. We just want to go to the drags for God's sakes. Yeah, I, I miss going to the events. I mean, I'm not that stressed about not having videos on YouTube. It doesn't, it doesn't mm. bother me that much, honestly. I miss more the fact actually just going out. To the, so, the social side of meeting people at the at the races and stuff. That's what we we've done for years. So that's I think that's what I'm really starting to miss now. Oh um, yeah, YouTube or no YouTube, I'd, I'd, you and I would still do it. We we did it for a long time before we were on YouTube. So yeah, but anyway, Jordo, what's on the agenda for today's episode? Now, apparently with these stage four lockdowns, the roads are pretty quiet, if you've noticed, but the hoons are out in force, letting it rip. Some of the incidents have left senior police furious. Vision obtained by Nine News shows drivers performing burnouts in the East Link tunnels. Now, with heavily reduced traffic during stage four restrictions, hoons have been taking advantage after dark. Does that mean these hoons are leading to COVID deaths? Is that is that the issue? 
I'd say if you did some deep diving into some of the stats, there would definitely be COVID-related deaths, deaths to some of those uh, single peg burnouts. It's outrageous, Jordo, that you're not taking this seriously. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. More Australian buyers keen on electric cars, but doubts remain. Gee, imagine my shock. The study also claims that motorists want the government to subsidise the cost of electric vehicles. Well, imagine my shock. It also doesn't help that a large number of Australians don't have somewhere to charge at home. A lot of people living in apartments or terraces and the like. Saying on this, per this person has actually put together a fairly, you know, it's, just, it's a genuine comment. Like saying they don't have anywhere to charge it. The above comment is in the top three of the most pathetic excuses against EV ownership. No one living in an apartment has anywhere to put a petrol bowser. I also don't see petrol bowsers at dozens of locations that EV charge points are located. Now, firstly, what the hell is a petrol bowser? Who says that in Australia? We, we, bowser. Bowser. We've covered bowser fuel. We've covered this before. Yeah, but Jordy, these are complete IT nerds, and I guarantee you this guy commenting about it has never owned an electric car. They're full EV nerd geeks, have never owned one. You know why they haven't owned one? Because they're a complete ripoff. Why is he trying to? I'm not against. I'm not against electric vehicles, but the reality is we're not buying them because, let, let's say a Corolla's thirty grand. The equivalent in an EV Corolla at the moment is like fifty to sixty grand. But that, why would you buy one? That, he's trying to be smart. That comment is just rubbish. Like he's trying That's to say, oh, this person doesn't ever pay. Yeah, they go to petrol and they fill it up and they take off on the way. Where, 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 how are you going to do that with the electric car? Of course, you need to charge it at home. I don't, I don't think charging at home is not a big deal, but obviously if you live in a city... Yeah, you go in a city, you don't even... That's you a don't, bit hard. Everything's off-street parking. Hmm. And let, let's say you lived in an apartment block and they had an EV charge port and you come home to charge your car and there's another EV car on charge. No! God, please, no! No! Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have all these... You have all those sorts of issues. I'm not, I'm not against EV, but in, a, in Australia, I still think it's a mile off before electric vehicles are outnumbering, um, you know, ice engine sales. In Australia, you, you, know what, you know what's popular, Jordo? Hybrid cars. And you can see we'll why. We'll be one of the last countries, like first yeah. world countries that adapts EV, because our country's mm. too big and there's not many people living here to warrant it. The hybrid cars, you know, like the Camrys, yeah, you can they, see why they people do buy well. them. Yeah. Whoa! Now in the news, you might have seen the record was broken for the fastest piston-powered car on land. So this uh, this vehicle, or as the Americans would call it, vehicle, vehicle, went 775 k's an hour, or that is 470 miles an hour. And you remember that is an average of a few runs. It's not just its top speed. Yeah. I think it actually hit 480 something. But 470, yeah, yeah. 470 is the is the record it's set. Um, I had a look so into clearly, it. So clearly. Clearly, it's a, a it's a green top barrel with some bolt-ons, yeah. <laughs> or pump gears. Done. So it's actually a 550 cube big block Chev, a pair of Precision uh, Pro Mod 88s, Motec ECU, makes 3150 horsepower and 35 psi. And good old Shane T was uh, tuning it, so you know the best people were behind this thing. I hire people, smart people. Oh, if you, if anyone's watched salt racing before. The gearing in these cars is absurdly low to allow them to actually generate the speeds. So of course, they get pushed up to speed by the uh, support vehicle. But the, how long are the runs going for? Two minutes? On flat noise, full noise, at least, wouldn't it? Look, 
I haven't looked into this for a few years, but I was under the impression you have a five-mile track. That's right, yeah. And it, it's, and they start timing. At like, is it, a, is it after the fourth, after the fourth mile or something? It's something like that. It's like a mile of track gets timed or something like that. But you're Time, right. But you've got like four four miles to start. Yeah. yeah. Four miles. Yeah. This thing looked pretty uh, cool, actually. This, uh, but look it up. It's called Speed Dam, and you'll easily find a lot of news articles about it. Louie, a blast from our past, part of my childhood. They're saying that Knight Rider, they're going to make a new series. Hang on, new series or is it a new movie? So actually, it's you better new... you better tell me what's going on because this is the first I've, th I've heard of it. Apparently, it's a new, not a lot out yet, but they're going to make a new move, movie. Apparently, now do you remember they made that reboot? I think around the year two thousand, and it had that ugly ass. It had that Mustang sick in Mustang in it. See, I don't know. And I remember sick. you you were telling me you watched you watched it flat stick. It was pretty cheesy, I must admit. But they're, they're going on the about Mustang That Mustang looked pretty sick. Back in the Better day, the Trans Am. Yeah, now it looks like complete hmm? garbage. It hasn't aged well. But back in the, back then, it didn't look too bad. But I mean, they're asking, are we going to see a return of the Pontiac Firebird? I highly doubt it. My segment: new cars. Now, I saw this car. This is not a performance car, but I'm just like, what? Look at this styling. It's a Kia K5. What is going? This is replaces. If you're familiar with a Kia. They had a car called, I think, an Optima. It was on sale for ages, or something like eight years. Pretty common car. It's like a Camry. It's just a nugget driving around. A Kia K5. Look at this whale shark front end. This, I don't know what's going on. The grill looks like it extends around under the headlights. I mean, I got to make, I got to take it to Kia. That at least it looks different. I mean, this could be a U spec different, but I don't know. Jordy, when you say at least it looks different, <laughs> what's that mean? So your car can look like Homer Simpson's car, and you can say at least it looks different. It no, looks like a whale shark at the front. No, but what I'm, that's all, all, all I can give it credit for. It looks different because I don't know how anyone could look at this and say it looks good. And the funny thing is, I was watching a review, and the guy was saying it looks fantastic, and I was like, wrong. That is absolutely wrong. Proved. I beg to differ. Talk about full nugget specs. Toyota Yaris, another non-performance car. Why am I covering this? This is nugget of the A-grade nuggets. This is McNugget. Why are you covering this? These pieces of junk, this this has gone up. Toyota's risen the price nine grand. This is a car that only cost sixteen grand. That's a fifth what? price. Sixteen grand, it's now it's now over twenty grand. And even most of the articles about it were saying they've priced them out priced themselves completely out of the market. Are they just softening the blow for when they sell that three cylinder Yaris that's at like fifty five grand? I don't know. It's, and on top of that, if you get in something like, say, a Toyota Corolla, I don't know how you could say they're good quality. They are bargain basement cars, Toyotas, Camrys, Corollas. They're, they're just plastic, cheap plastic and just fa fake chrome trim. And it's, it's crap. I don't, I don't know what, why people like Yeah, but Geordie, pe people buy them because they have such a good reliability. And look, we, we have a uh, Toyota in our, one of our family cars. And uh, we've had it about six years. And, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, you can see why people buy them. They never break down. But um, in all honesty, like if you go and hop in a, a Mazda, equivalent Mazda, it's such a better car. Oh, it's much better. I mean, imagine going and, and forking out like 22 grand on one of these things. Same that, Geordie, I wouldn't buy any of these pieces of crap. I go and stick with a trusty uh, Renault. <laughs> now, another thing that was in the news, Gordon Murray, everyone, a lot of people would know that name. He is uh, yeah. he is the guy behind the brains behind the uh, the F1 from McLaren. When was when was that? Uh, late 90s? No. That would have been like no. the mid, mid, I'm just guessing, mid 90s? Something like that. 
Um, or maybe earlier, maybe 90, 92, 93. Yeah, I don't but, even know. but he was the brains behind that car. He has a long established, uh, he's been involved in obviously Formula One. Anyway, he's he's uh, had this car he's been designing for many years and he did a whole lot of presses a few weeks ago and it showed, you know, the journos are able to get up close and actually see what is basically a prototype car and it looks like it's, you know, 90% complete. He was kind of saying that. This thing is unreal. He's it's it's he's basically he wants a supercar that is a traditional raw driving car, you know, no hybrid, uh, not a heavy thing, nothing like what the mo a lot of the other manufacturers. It's are got doing. a um, it's got a conventional gearbox in it, yeah. It's got I've got the stats what, what, here. Oh, so, sorry, a conventional manual gearbox. It's got a conventional manual gearbox in it, yep. Um, mm. It's just, it's it's the center seating again, like the old F1. And the, and the uh, occupants, the two occupants of the side that sit slightly back. And he was saying about how much, because of all the composite materials and stuff, this car is about the same size, but it's got way more uh, headroom and space in it. And he's just saying it's so... Obviously, because of the adva advancements in uh, materials, so, things are so much lighter. Saying that, there are also a lot more regulations with cars now. So they've got to put a lot more features into the car that necessarily didn't have to do 25 years ago. But he was saying... I mean, look you know, at one thing one thing I like about that car, it doesn't have monstrous wheels on it. No. I don't know if you saw some of the videos. He's saying, even he was saying, like, putting these 22-inch wheels is just... It's no, I, th I think it's got 19s on it or something, and he was saying anything big is ridiculous. He, he totally, he was talking about, because you see a lot of manufacturers now, talk, uh, they use carbon fiber wheels. He was flat out against that. He said, that is so mm. wrong. Just, just should not be used for a wheel. It's just, because you're saying the way they break down, if they fail, is they don't just kind of bend and... He goes, it would just be a monumental Mate, uh, breakage. Yeah. But he was saying, this yeah. thing, it's it's a 663 horsepower. It uses an engine from Cosworth. Now, this is a 3.9 mm. litre, 65 degree V12. Imagine how good this thing's going to yeah. sound. Yeah. It revs to 12,000 RPM. It's going yeah. to sound nuts. They were saying something like it makes 80% of its torque from like 2,500 RPM too. It's not like it's a, a yeah, lazy, really? lazy engine. Oh, yeah. They were just, he was just saying, it's mm. amazing how far that engine tech has come. The whole car weighs just a lot of people. Nine hundred. A lot of people yeah. were sorry. A lot of people were dissing the looks of it. I actually don't mind it. You can because see it doesn't. It's not. It's not covered in aero. You know, I shouldn't say that. It doesn't have wings. Yeah, and you can see how it's got a similar nose to the old one. Like it's got the ducks on the side. Yeah, of it. you it can has. see the style similar. Yeah. Weighs just nine hundred and eighty-six kilos. Now, when you're comparing that to like, <laughs> think of the current Porsche hybrid supercar that built. Most of these mm. cars are. A, yeah, they're like 1,800, 1,900 kilograms. They're so, so complicated. perspective, that's like, you know, that's like the weight of like a Mazda MX-5. Yeah, it's really cool. In, in these videos too, he had an engine and the transmission on a stand, so he could obviously go around and show that. And he was saying that um, the engine has no belts. So there's no power steering belts, alternator belts, none of that stuff. It runs what they call as an integrated starter generator. So the starter motor alternator is one unit and it, it in itself generates 48 volts to run the fan. Yeah. So step back a bit. The, di the big difference with this car is, think, remember the old Brabham fan motor, uh, I think it was the Formula One car that caused all the controversy. This car has a fan on the back of the car that creates ground effects essentially. So it's creating downforce, yeah. downforce. No, I don't think any other manufacturer's got this kind of setup. So, so when you look at this car, it is extremely different to anything else. Let's come out. It'd be very interesting to see how the uh, how it and gets they're, up. they're making. I think the same amount as they made on the McLaren is at one hundred and it's it's not many, no, one hundred and three or something. Actually, like what that. I what I don't have here, and it was it was funny. Four, I mean, I th 
He was pretty believable. Four million dollars, Jordan, I think. They're like, you know, the typical, what's the north to 60, as in 60 mile an hour. And he, he's like, I don't care. He's just sitting in the interview, he's going, I don't care what the speed is. I don't care what the Nürburgring time is. He goes, I don't care, because he goes, I just know it'll be the funnest car to drive. That's all he cares about, which is fair enough. Because mm. he said, what's the point in setting a record with top speed, north to 100 mile an hour, whatever? Because he goes, someone will just come along a few months later and break it anyway. And so he goes, I don't, there's no point trying to compete with that stuff. And even he goes, when you look at it, what, 660 horsepower, it doesn't even weigh a ton. It's going to fly. I think it's got a, actually, he was saying, I think it's got a better power to weight than most of the, these hypercars anyway. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it, a, a, it, lot it, them, a lot of them, a lot of those uh, supercar hypercars aren't as um, light as you might think they are. No, no. They've just got uh, a lot of power. But there's always the naysays. Or if you don't have four million and want speed, just go build an Ultima, same weight, drop in any horsepower from 400 to 1200, go higher spec gearbox, what, 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 and diff, maybe cost quarter million crew to aerodynamics, but power to weight that would destroy this car. It won't beat it, Luke. It'll destroy it. So you can just mm. get some Ultima kit car, slam in an LS with a turbo and she'll be right. I mean, I don't even know why he didn't think of this. And, mm. it's, fu and it's funny, in the, in the interviews, he was actually mentioning how when they were developing engines for, I think it was, um, it might have been the previous F1, but I think they might have even thrown one in an Ultima just so they could drive it around. So, I don't, I don't think Gordon Murray knows about an Ultima, so... With insight like that, people like that should be heading up Formula One teams. Just like Gordon Murray. <laughs> now, from new cars to used cars, browsing car sales yet again, I found this Perla. This is, it says here, a 1960... 1968 Jaguar E-Type. Now, I don't know if this is a legit E-Type or a, some sort of kit car. There's no way that's legit. $250,000. Now, when I check the ad, it's come down. He, he, he's knocked it down to 225. 225K. But it's not 225, just... 225, 225, 225, 210, 210. It's going to keep going lower. That's a, that would be a very hard car to sell. Well, it is now. I mean, what? why have they done this to the car? It's got an iconic shape, yet they've put... They've grafted Nissan 370Z front and rear lights on the car. Why? That's a personal taste thing, but I don't think it actually improves the look of an E-Type personally. The car's actually a half... It's a nice I car. Wanna, I don't want to be devil's advocate here, but wouldn't someone buying a, an E-Type kit, e kit car, for example, want the thing to look like an E-Type? Yeah, this just looks like, what have you done to it? Like, it's... But the thing is, the rest of the car looks all right. But then you kind of look at it and go, what the hell? But that's a lot of money for that car. But anyway, each to their, each to their own. Hey, look, a car's worth what someone's willing to pay for it. I see plenty of cars and I think, you know, like, no offense to uh, Holden VL Commodore Turbo owners, but at the end of the day, those cars aren't that special. Say that again. Those cars aren't that special for what people pay for them. And I know I'm going to cop some hate mail for this. No, no, I've never understood the BT1 thing. It's like, if I wanted a VL, I want a Calais. I don't want a BT1. That's just an executive. Yeah, no, you want to buy a car that's an ex-police car. How's that make it valuable? I think we've just hit... I did unsubscribe, just went down a thousand. <laughs> now, speaking of the uh, almighty Barra, 
check out this uh, show you to found from Queensland. Now, obviously it's from Queensland, sums it up. It's um, pretty highly detailed, this beast. That's an interesting one. That's a lot of stereo, actually. And uh, I think it's designed to hit, what, not just a kangaroo. This guy could probably just go through a herd of cattle. At the time of recording, um, we're halfway through our supposed six-week stage four lockdown. Now, I see online no, 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 people on. in Queensland... We're actually what? 26 weeks into a six-week lockdown. Get it right. There is no way out of here. Yeah. But I see people in Queensland saying, yeah, hang in there, guys. We did it tough as well through our lockdowns. What, what, what planet what, are these people living on? What's Queensland been through? That's what I'm trying to work out. Like, we, I don't think they understand when they say Victoria's in lockdown, what stage four is. I literally, like, I'm not in a permitted field. No, a lot of people aren't. I'm lucky. I no. can work at home. It doesn't affect me so much, right? But like, I can you, do some work at home. You're way more. Don't get me wrong. But like most of my work, like I go and film stuff, obviously a lot. I can't do any of that. I know three people who run landscaping businesses. They're not even allowed to go and mow a lawn by themselves outside. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yet, you know, there's horse racing industry still running to a point. There's so many industries open. You're just like, oh yeah. Now, Jordan, apparently we've only got another three weeks in this stage four, but the reality is they're not going to drop it back to nothing overnight. So they'll probably be in stage three till the end of the year, I'd say. Which that, means... They, yeah, they, they had stage three projected up until December. Yeah, so realistically in Victoria, or I shouldn't say Victoria, in Melbourne, I don't think there'll be any car events for the rest of the year. No, it's ridiculous. All. And to think, to think we went to the drags in March in Sydney mm. and we probably won't go to the drags until next year. That is crazy. Was that the last time we went? Yeah, in Sydney. Yeah. I don't oh, think that got rained out. That got rained out, didn't it? Yeah. In the end. Hmm. It's sad, but we haven't actually been to the drags, Luke. We haven't been to the drags in Melbourne since I think uh, mid-December or something, or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was it was late last year. It's ridiculous. It'll be like a year plus that we haven't been to the drags. It's crazy. But all we can the say highlight is of my the highlight of my week is my um daily trip to the. Uh, the bottle shop to drown my sorrows. Warm up Gotta the those essential five, five K's. Five K's is a long way to go on E85. Getting quality fuel economy. I drove to Bunnings the other day and I reset the trip computer. 5.01 kilometers to Bunnings. I had, I, so had I, was a... out, I was outside my legal boundaries. Next time, you see us on bench talk. Actually, you may not actually see us again. We could go into stage five. Stage five, apparently you're not even allowed to look out the window, Jordan. No, that's very bad, eh? So uh, you tell that to channel nine. What are you, channel seven, eight, 10, 12? <laughs> 